The old lady put her bloody saw down so she could rest. She lit a cigarette and asked which podcast I like best. Well, my favorite podcast is Sometimes Dead is Better. Dead is Better. Sometimes Dead is Better. Hello and welcome to Sometimes Dead is Better. And it's me, Kristen. And me, Chris. This is our third 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 episode. Very exciting. The other two, I guess, are maybe out. Yes, they're out um, as of today. Today, um, should we say when we're recording this? I don't know. Some podcasts do that. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Yeah, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So, so tomorrow we're going to be releasing our first two yeah. episodes. In 2015. <laughs> what? <laughs> Figure that out. This is going to come out in December. Yeah, they will have heard the others because yes. sequentially. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're getting it. I'm getting it, yeah. And so we did release a small trailer and we had about 36 listeners. Yes. So that's pretty cool. And uh, Kristen's been working very hard on it and I've been contributing funds and time and your humor and your smarts thank you and you let me sleep in your bed yes hey hey now in the other room (laughs) the last episode was the witch and we thought that that got maybe a little dark it was a little intense yeah well the movie was i thought we kept things pretty light but you know for purposes of people uh we assume maybe renting these movies as they listen to her podcast sure maybe that's a bit presumptuous i know it is <laughs> but i mean i would do that if i was into it you know that, that's a tough slog so we can't you know go from the witch to say jacob's ladder although maybe <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute scratch this whole thing <laughs> cut but no so what is the movie that we went with arachnophobia or yes. the first scary movie i saw in the movie theater to start things with do you consider arachnophobia and this is an odd question considering the podcast but do you consider Arachnophobia to be a horror movie? After rewatching it? Yeah. Yes, I okay. still do. I think you're right. I don't think it's sort of a conventional... Uh, it's a horror movie in the same way, like, say, Jaws is a horror movie. But people right. don't really think of Jaws as a horror movie. Right. It's a thriller. But in a way, it's one of the scariest movies of all time. But as you know, it's in that sort of um, lineage. When I think of it, I don't put it in the same category as Jaws and... I can yeah. see how it would I be. Might, yeah, and maybe I'm just thinking of, you know, sort of creature uh, feature type situation. But, I mean, it is scary. There are, you know, creepy crawlies all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not afraid of, you know, kill kids. That's that's always fun. You know, you have the teenager that dies. Oh, right. With the football helmet. Yes. Um, I mean, it's a horror movie in the sense that when I saw but at it. at least there's no young kids in this one for the first time. None that die. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but I was, when I was thinking about it, you know, what I usually like to do is look at what other what other horror movies were released around the same time to kind of put whatever movie we're talking about in context, you know, usually as in the past two times. <laughs> but when I did that, I thought, well, this is just kind of pointless because you can't really compare Arachnophobia to The Exorcist 3, which apparently also came out in 1990. They don't really relate at all. Right. But they do relate to, say, Poltergeist or... Jaws mm-hmm. or Gremlins 2, which was released in 1990. Oh, wow. Um, there's a sort of Tremors. Mm-hmm. I would put, oh. Tremors is a horror movie the same way Arachnophobia is a horror movie. I mean, Tremors was the best Saturday afternoon movie. Yeah, that's, maybe that's a good way to describe it. They're, they're good matinee Saturday afternoon movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just should be called like just creature movies. When we're going to make a whole new genre. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that already is a genre. Oh. <laughs> no, it's ours. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, uh, if for those of you that are maybe horror purists, we apologize if like we're somehow already like messing up the format. But you know, so be it. We'll probably talk about you know ET at some point too because that scared me as a child. Okay. Uh, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? Wine ha- seems to have a big part in the movie. In the movie, Jeff Daniels uh, is a a wine connoisseur, which my theory is that in 1990, in a movie, that was like kind of a a novel thing. Uh, Nowadays, I think that's pretty, not uncommon at least, and also it's not that big a deal to be like sort of a wine snob, you know, pretty much everybody is in a way. But the movie kind of makes a big deal of it. I think it's supposed to show Jeff Daniels as sort of this out-of-touch San Francisco elite Yale graduate. Yeah, Yale graduate is mentioned several times. Um, he's out of place in this, you know, in the country, which we find out it's just in California. I mean, it's, right. it's not like they're not in the, in the middle of nowhere. It's a nice little town. Yeah. What are they even talking about? This is okay. So anyway, yeah, the wine that we are drinking is, what is it called? A prize wine that he has is a Chateau Margaux, $125 a bottle, Chris. Can you believe that? Yeah, which, I mean, I saw that today at Publix and thought, well, I'm not going to buy that, but it's easily accessible. And... Right. But so I, all I found was just one that was had Chateau in it. Does that count? It's a Chant- Chateau Saint-Michel. It's a uh, vintage 2016 Cabernet. I'm pretty sure it was eight ninety eight. Well, I think that's close. <laughs> yeah. Well, cheers. I'm drinking mine out of a giant jar. It's called a moonshine jar. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Although I think there were originally, you know, just pickles in there or something. Mm, pickles. So otherwise, what have um, what have you been watching the past week or so? Well, you know, I really tried to get back into Castle Rock. Oh, okay. No, what? I watched it. I watched it. I watched oh, the whole, oh. I watched the whole thing. Oh, gosh. You're, always, you're so ahead. Well, so I started watching it, and I watched the first episode, and I loved it. But then, like... Terry O'Quinn started climbing up like a hatch type thing, and I got distracted, and I started watching Lost again. <laughs> so I watched the first season of Lost instead, and then I finally got back to Castle Rock, and I started the second episode, and, and I really like it. So I that's what I'm watching right now. Yeah, I I really enjoyed Castle Rock. So for um, I imagine people listening to this have probably also seen it. I do the same thing though. Like I was watching the Sabrina show on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I just thought I just kind of want to watch Buffy, right. so I just started watching Buffy again. Uh, so I'm on episode three of Sabrina, but on episode season two of Buffy. So yeah, it kind of works out that way. What have uh, I been watching? You ask. Yes, Chris. What have you been uh, watching? Um, jeez, I've been watching Ozark season one. Okay. Did we talk about this last time? No, well, because I still don't know where. Well, some people say it's wonderful, and some people don't like it. Um, both are true, I suppose. I don't think it's wonderful. It's a good show. Jason Bateman is, you know, fantastic, and Laura Lenny exists. Oh, that's in it. true. Um, it's a little there's bit. Birds. Are there? I don't know. In the previews, there's birds. Uh, I guess there are. Yeah, the kids are a little bit much. It's a good show, though. It's you know, it's very. Oh wait, no, I did see the first episode of that. Is that the one that also has Sam Shepard? I don't think. No, so. that's that's a different one. That's the one. I don't know. Come on, it's a big family. Sam, Sam Shepard, Sissy Spacek. What are you talking about? It's another show. Like Blood. Oh, Rain. Bloodline. 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 But Sam Shepard's not in that. He dies in the first episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's like the main character. <laughs> yeah, that's a good show, too. No, Ozark is probably... Well, no, but I do, lo- I do love Kyle Chandler, and Kyle Chandler's in Bloodline. Mm. And then I've, I, I guess I've been watching a little bit of Sabrina, which is a fun show, but it's just like, let's slow down a little bit. You know, it's, oh, really? It's one I haven't sh- seen it. It's one of those shows where there's just so much plot that it's like... 
because so much happens, almost nothing happens. Like you know, like, so it's like, why bother? You're just exhausting me. <laughs> mm. uh, but it, but it is a fun show, and, and it has uh, Sally Draper in it. Yeah, from I know. and she's really good in it. And it has a couple of uh, X Files veterans, and it's a good show though. I think it's in the same uh, Riverdaleian universe. Really? Yeah. That is really cool. I mean, not in the town, but they're but like no. the world. That's really cool. Uh, I mean, supposedly there's a Riverdale character on there, but I don't know who it is. Uh, and then I, um, I'll let everyone know that I went and saw the Freddie Mercury movie. Did you? Bohemian Rhapsody. What'd you think? I really enjoyed it. Good. Um, I acknowledge the criticism, um, but I thought it was a good movie. It's you know, I'm a, I guess I'm a sucker for any kind of music biopic. And How I was also- Rami Malek? Oh, he was wonderful. Oh, that's like I actually watched. Um, this is what a big nerd I am. But I watched uh, Queen's Live Aid on YouTube like mm-hmm. after seeing the movie, which I, I guess I've not seen before. You would think so. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell a difference. That's amazing. Um, at all. Hello there. Kristen here. Thank you so much for listening. We want to invite you to come join our Facebook group. Sometimes groups are better. There are a lot of cool people in there. We talk about the movies Chris and I review, new horror movies coming out, true crime, pop culture. It's really fun. We would also be so grateful if you would go on iTunes and subscribe and rate and review or subscribe on whatever podcasting app you use. It really helps us to be seen by more awesome people like you. And we want to continue to build this great community. Also, follow us on Instagram at Sometimes Dead Podcasts. We'll post pictures of the drinks we're drinking or pictures of the true crimes we're doing. While you're there, follow Gabby Watts, who does our amazing theme song. Follow her band at Gabby Rotts, G-A-B-B-I-E-R-O-T-T-S. And remember, sometimes dead is better. Okay, so now let's get into arachnophobia. Okay, I mean, we don't. I guess we're done with Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yes. Okay. What is arachnophobia? Like the actual word of the movie? Yes, the the word. Oh, fear of spiders. Do you oh. think it's actually irrational fear of spiders? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. But that would presuppose that being afraid of spiders is irrational. I mean, it seems like you know it actually is justified in this case. I'm not really scared of spiders. Like if they're on me. Then I don't like that. But if that, if I see one in my house, I just leave it. That's an interesting point because we'll see. When you said this is one of your scariest movies, or at least as a child, I assumed that you were scared of spiders. You'd think because I was watching this. And I've seen it several times, not lately, and I've always thought, well, you know, I don't really have a big spider phobia. I, don't, I mean, I don't love them. I don't want them on me. Right. <laughs> but I don't really. I mean, I'm you know, always the guy that will go save it or whatever, and you know, I don't like to kill them. But I thought if this is a movie about snakes, I would I would die. Right, know, and so I get that for people that don't like spiders, that this is just absolutely terrifying. See, I can't look at crabs. Really? Yeah, crabs and scorpions. Well, well I, I guess I get scorpions, but why crabs? Because they're so gross. You know, look, those giant crabs they have at the aquarium. Yeah, uh, they make me nauseous. Can you eat them? No. Oh, okay. Well, I never knew that. You've seen a soft shell crab before? That's terrifying. <laughs> Arachnophobia came out in 1990. <laughs> Which is just one year after Pet Cemetery. Yes. Interestingly. And, uh, and I did not remember that Frank Marshall, who produced just about everything, 
in the 80s and 90s directed this. Yeah, and you know, when I looked him up, you know, you see the name Frank Marshall and you thought, oh, well, we, I guess he's done a bunch of stuff. I couldn't think of what else he's directed. Right. That's the really same thing I did. Yeah, so you realize that he hasn't really directed, uh, I mean, this sounds like negative. He just, he's just not a major director, he's a producer. So he directed this. I think this is his first movie. Um, and then he went on to direct uh, Congo. Yes, which, I, that was so bad. Yeah, okay. I mean, I almost hate to be mean about it because it's, it's a gorilla movie. I know. But yeah, Diamonds. It, it was a bad, bad movie. Alive. He directed, yeah, he, he directed Alive, and that's probably the only other. Well, no, I saw Congo, but Alive is the only one I really remember. Like, yeah, that, that kind that, of stuck with I you. I think I could still watch that today. That um, was really good. But we know that Frank Marshall, um, you know, he's a big Spielberg guy. He, right. he and Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy founded Amblin, right. which did all those Spielberg, I guess, at least produced movies in the mm-hmm. 80s. Uh, so this is kind of a Spielberg-type movie. Well, it's executive uh, produced by him. Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, I think anything with the whole Amblin logo means it's somehow Spielberg-related. Mm-hmm. And I know this had that. Uh, and, of course, yeah, Kathleen did, Kennedy now does Star Wars. Did you see that they're making a new arachnophobia and Frank Marshall's also producing that. No, like a like a remake. Yes. Oh. If you look at his credits, like the first credit, one of the first credits is like 2019 Arachnophobia. No, I did not. I did not even see that. Yes. So what they're doing the witch remake now because. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, so that will be interesting. John Goodman could still play a character. Jeff Daniels could still play a character. He could. Yeah. I guess they're all still acting. Yeah. So I guess we'll get into it. Yeah, so um, the movie opens, and I, I will say this is what I, I call like sort of a classic VHS rental movie for me. Like I just kind of remember renting this. Oh, and, right. You know, it's like you said, watching it like probably on a Saturday afternoon and taking it back. I probably well, yeah. rented it several times. Well, I mean, I remember like it was one of those movies that I hadn't seen in a while, but as soon as I put it in, like it felt like home. Yeah. And every I knew every line that was coming. Yeah, well, I can't say that, but it, it was very nostalgic. Like even the opening, like the fairly long prologue it goes on for like 20 minutes yeah. they're in venezuela so. they're in venezuela okay the rainforest right yeah. I, I can't really figure out where they were but uh, but i remember you know it felt it feels very 80s to me somehow i'm not sure why like kind of maybe it's just sort of indiana jones kind right. of thing to it um it's an unnecessarily long prologue it's kind of i don't think they would do that today they would just say okay there's a spider here somehow <laughs> but a lot of movies uh, used to do that have the yeah. Prologue be so long. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and they yeah. realized, hey, we want to get to it. Yeah. Come on. Let's, let's get put this to, at the end. Let's get to the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but well, I, I love the prologue. As you know, it, it's just kind of funny thing that they just, it's just so unnecessary. It, has, it, it just exists to get the spider to Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. But they could do that in any number of ways, <laughs> including just having it be a spider in his barn. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just kind of funny. So it starts out with, uh, I wrote down his name, Dr. Melfi. That can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Manley. Dr. Manley. Jerry Manley. Yes. He's not a doctor. He's a photographer. Yes. Mr. Uh, Manley. He's played by Mark Stanley, yeah. who when I first when they first showed him, who he looked like? He looks like the beaver to me. But oh, know. he looks like a, a chubby Dale Mickiff to me. Or maybe we've been watching <laughs> Pet Cemetery too long. No, but now that you say that, I can kind of see that. Um, he, he, he seems to be the kind of obvious you know, audience surrogate. Yeah. Like, uh, you they know, have to explain everything to him yeah, so they yeah. can explain everything to us. And, and which is, you know, annoying on some level because you know you can just you can literally see the screenplay writing itself as you watch the movie. But but you know it works. You know he doesn't. He, but it's he's so out of it that you're like wonder like how do you even get this job? What's he doing there? Well, he doesn't seem to know anything. What he's doing. Yeah, like, and then uh, I like when he shows up and apparently this is there's something going on that's very important. But it has to do with bugs. And they're like we have to go. We have to go now. 
and it's they got like this big setup and it's just like what this is not dinosaurs I'm right. sorry I keep thinking about Jurassic Park <laughs> it's the same kind of scene you know when the like when the attorney gets off the boat and comes in to look at the stuff I don't know it just reminded me of that yeah I, the same I, sort of opening yeah that maybe maybe that's what it reminds me of which feels cliche although this is before Jurassic Park so yeah three years know, before Jurassic we can't Park. really fault for that to me it just had this sort of kind of slightly Indian Jones sort of vibe except He's not, or at least Manly's not heroic. I guess Indian Jones would be a combination of Julian Sands, who I loved, uh, and yeah. that sort of normal, you know, guy that goes out of his way to say he likes football, which right. I guess okay, right. we're supposed to clap. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so Julian Sands, as you mentioned, plays Doctor Atherton. Doctor Atherton, yes, is in the, that, all the prologue, then disappears for about an hour and a half. Right. Well, so that accent. It's like so smooth. Is that like a real British accent, you think? or I think it's just Julian Sands. And okay. The only other thing I really know him from, and this isn't really just credit to him, is, but he played the devil in Warlock. Oh. Which I think I've referenced on one of our podcasts already. Yeah, I think uh, you did mention um, it. Was. And that's just a, an early horror movie that I don't even know if I ever saw it. I just remember you still looking at the video cover of it at you know the video store and always wanted to see it. But I know oh. he played the devil. Well, I, I remembered him from 24. He was a bad guy. Uh, yeah, I he would it, be, wouldn't he? Yeah. He wouldn't be a good guy. <laughs> but he hasn't done much else. Um, but then, so again, why this is so much like Jurassic Park, the shots of the water, the helicopter flying, you see the you see the rainforest, which looks like Isla Nubar. Yeah, but this they is before fly- Jurassic Park. I know, but I'm just saying this is executive produced by Steven uh, Spielberg. So maybe he was like, hey, I liked that. They could have read the book by then. Maybe the book had already come out. Maybe. They even mentioned dinosaurs a couple times. Yeah. So this is... Actually, a prequel to Jurassic Park. That's my theory. Yeah. It no, I'm just it, kidding. It, well, okay. Okay. I was, was going to go there with you. But, uh. <laughs> That's what I'm going to try and do. I'm going to think of the craziest theory. And see if I'll jump on yeah. board. Yeah. One of the other sort of, you know, Indiana Jones quirks that's you know, kind of silly in hindsight is, you know, they had this Indian guide. Right. I guess he's not, you know, I don't know what you would call it, I'm sort of almost Mayan, Aztec type descendant. I'm just tripping all over the racist stereotypes here but um, a venezuelan but he's like a native but i mean he's like a I know. rainforest native right but i'm just laughing because he's st- they start out and he's like in the helicopter i mean what is he thinking he's flying around this helicopter and he's like has he ever seen a helicopter before has he- oh now you're now i think you're getting racist He's naked. I mean, he's 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 not like this like, is, like the gods must be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Is and so then they land. And he's like, oh well, we're not going any further than this. He, he was just flying through the. the That's thousand, true. Uh, it's just kind of a, a silly touch. But yeah, it was definitely just something. It's. I mean, it is just something they kind of threw in there. Yeah. Which, Of course, nowadays, so you kind of be like you roll your eyes at. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely the uh, cliche, but um. And we're supposed to assume that he wouldn't go any further because of the spiders. Or well, I mean, also it was kind of deep. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I think looking back, maybe he knew that there were you know giant spiders down there. Oh, but let's so look. I got a a cool um fact for you. So you know how um Atherton flicks that big ant off Manley's leg in the helicopter. Yeah. And he says, um, does, did they bite? You know, and he says like they kill Mister Manley. <laughs> um. So I looked up. He called it the twenty four hour ant. So I looked it up, and there's not actually anything called a 24-hour ant, but this is based on a real ant called the Parapanera clavata, or bullet ant, because the bite from this ant is as painful as being shot, but it can't actually kill you. Well, I would not want that. So then they decide to scale down the mountain, 
And I always hated this part when they kill all the bugs. It always bothered me. It's like seems like a kind yeah, of like a well, cheap way to get your bugs, right? And when I was, and also they've gone a long way to collect these bugs, and they're like, let's get them, you know. And it just doesn't seem very efficient. But I just assumed they were like chloroforming them, kind of, and they were right. like falling gently to leaves. And then like the next scene, Jillian Sands is like, glad they're dead, or right. whatever he says. And <laughs> yeah. it seems initially cruel because couldn't they just do that, you know, and just and keep them? Well, I, th- I think you're supposed to like actually go down there and study them, right? Right. Aren't just... they worried about them being uh, endangered somehow? Or Apparently not. They yeah. just blow that smoke up. So I think around this time, uh, Manly steps on one of the spiders. Is that is that what happens? Or... Well, no. So they then they hear the big thud. Right. And they go over and see the spider. This I, th- I think this is the scene that really made me scream in the movie theater when I was a kid. So he's taking pictures of the dead spider and the spider jumps on his camera. And then he knocks it off, and then he steps on it. Okay, so he kills the spider. Yes. And then Atherton gets mad. Like, don't step on it! It's like, you just you just fucking fogged this whole tree. Yeah, but, but I guess they weren't hurting the specimens. But my favorite part about that is, like, so he steps on the spider, and then, you know, Dr. Atherton freaks out. But then you get a point of view shot from the, the big spider. Yes. Like, Jaws. Yes. And then so he's... He's watching them like, yes. a, like a little lurker. Yes. <laughs> it cracks me up. Yes, because that's what I was thinking about, too, because he's like watching and he saw he's getting revenge. Yes. Yeah, so the whole movie is like a revenge. Yes. Piece. For the spider. Yeah. How cool is <laughs> that's that? That's crazy. That is insane. Yeah. So uh, I, I was I, if having not seen that in a long time, I was not aware that was like a major plot point. <laughs> right. So the spider is um, watching. I, so is it the male spider? I couldn't. I listened to their nonsense okay. about whatever, but I. And then he, so he jumps down. Yeah, I love that part. He, he jumps down like he might as well have a little parachute. Yes. Then he lands on the little cargo thing. It's adorable. <laughs> I got, did laugh at. He's part. got a plan. He had a little, he had a little spring in his step. Yes. Uh, it was so good. Like that was one of the one. Sometimes when they show the spiders jumping, it is kind of scary. That part it was not scary. No. It was. I rewound it and laughed. It again. was straight up adorable. Yes. And then so uh, pretty quickly we move on. And so Manly, that's a pretty scary scene when Manly goes to lay down. He's not feeling well. He pulls the blanket up and then we see the spider crawling underneath yes. his blanket. Yeah, yeah. It, w- it was scary. Yeah, but it was kind of weird how they, you know, they shoot it all in daylight. It's mm-hmm. they, There's certain choices they could have made. It's for the first scary scene, the first death, it's kind of odd how sort of kind of pedestrian it is like they don't do much to amp up the scare factor right. in that scene is oh it, well they do show like little things yeah pop into i guess what his leg or whatever it is right but they had said the fact that he was sick early on so i guess they think oh he just he just croaked <laughs> he just croaked <laughs> he had a fever so yeah and then so he ha- he um catches a ride in manly's casket and he's like we're taking this all the way to the states yeah he's like he's not letting it go but yeah, so the revenge thing. So I guess the spider's idea is not only did I kill this guy, I'm gonna kill every motherfucker he's ever met. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because he stepped on some random tree. I'm gonna kill his tree. whole family, <laughs> right, right? Just like Liam Neeson would. <laughs> and so this time we go to the shot of the water again, and we go up onto the California coast to the little town of Kamaima. And so we're following a hearse that pulls up into the funeral home, and it has Manley's body in it. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like when I, when they show the hearse like driving up the coastal highway or whatever it is, I kind of thought to myself, "Oh, here's this cliche scene of the family moving to their new day." That's what I thought too, and I thought, "Oh, well, I, the doctor drives a hearse, I yeah. guess." But then, and then, but then you realize it's the hearse. I'm like, "Oh, I guess you're not doing that." Then the next scene is that scene where it's Chef Daniel's family 
driving up to the new home, which the station also, wagon. Yeah, which also I think if I rate right is they he's showing his wife her new home that she hasn't seen before. She might have seen it. Oh, she may have seen it. Okay, well, that's... she's and she's because she seemed very happy about it. Like it's kind of like, oh, here we are. So they, yeah, so they have just moved from the big scary city of San Francisco, you know, the cleanest, nicest, friendliest place ever. Um, but which the locals in the town. Oh wait, wait, wait! Back up. Oh. Back to when we see. So we see Manley's body. Yeah. And it's all like gross. Uh, so you want to talk about the vet scene? Yes. Because we, yeah, we, not, the, not the vet. The, yeah, because <laughs> the spider's there, and the it's the vet. He's getting a checkup. <laughs> right. Well, the cat's there, and then there's a dog there. Oh right, now, that's the funeral home. That's just, and they're their pets. <laughs> um, but so yeah, so I, so miss, they, I miss plot points. They show his body. <laughs> You thought the funeral home was a vet. I mean, it could have been a combination, you know. That's true. It's a small town. That's true. But I love, like, this little spider is like Ethan Hunt, like, getting out of these situations, just like a little spy. Like, he stops. He knows when to move. And then I love whenever, it's it's pretty freaky when the cat and dog go out the doggy door, yeah. and then the spider comes out. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, shit, that spider's figured, big enough. Just figured out the doggy door. Is what I thought. It remembers. <laughs> See? It's just like Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or I was thinking about an aliens when the alien figures out how to use the elevator. Oh, right. That's a little bit more dramatic in that scene. But but you do have that cool shot once it you know hops out the doggy door, the, the crow gets yes. it. Yes. And takes it. Uh, yes, and that's how we get to the next scene. Yeah, yeah. I so forgot. That's pretty The crow takes cool. it to Jeff Daniels' you know, future home. and then that, you, that crow's like, oh, I'm going to eat for weeks. And then he gets bit and yeah. falls down. I've kind of felt bad for it, but you know, he's going to kill that spider. So Don't pick up a big spider. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the spider was, you know, protecting itself. So, so then, yeah, so then we get to the farmhouse with the stereotypical, they, get, they have two kids, boy and a girl. They're rolling up. But so, of course, we see um, Jeff Daniels, who's Dr. Ross Jennings, the new small town doctor. And everyone, we all know who Jeff Daniels is. We do. This is, I wonder, I don't really know, but I didn't really look it up, but I'm guessing this is one of his first movies. I'm not saying it's the first, but I'm not aware of it. Well, I'm, like Dumb and Dumber was like, what, 92? Yeah, that was well after, well, it was, yeah, four, 94. I yeah. Think. I was in high school. When was Speed? Around the same time, mm. yeah, because I was in high school, so, yeah. But yeah, he's killing it. And his smoking wife is Molly, played by Harley Jane Kozak, who I... I've never seen it. Okay, yeah, else. good because I, I I looked her up too, and I'm she looks familiar. She's so cute. Yeah. I think she's, she's great. Just, she's just kind of a type, you know, I guess, but she's really good at it. And yeah. I'm surprised she wasn't in much else. And then they have two kids, which um, who might as well just be Lexi and Tim from Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, except they don't really do or say anything. Yeah, that's true. They don't they don't really become characters, yeah. but it is just another. I do like the little friend that they you know. Oh, let's go blow up a bullfrog, whatever. Which is another thing. Bunny that... Beachwood. Yeah, yeah. She, she's good. She's yeah. good. She's great. That was that was nice. They had, I love the little town of eccentric characters. They did a good job with that. They did. But the spider sees them. And he's probably like, "Yo, you motherfucker!" Yes. Because <laughs> you knew. He came out with like a little flashlight, <laughs> flashing in his eyes. Did you know Manly? <laughs> right. He's like, "No, nah, man, I just moved here." So I guess the spider moves into the barn, right? Yes. And well, so first they go, they move to the new house, and they. F- find a spider a new spider in their house yeah but like a normal spider yes but that they're just kind of scared of and then that's how we learn that jeff daniels has some sort of paralyzing fear of spiders and his wife doesn't and she picks it up and they go and put it in the barn i think later like atherton said like 
Did you know that there, on one acre of land, there's 50,000 spiders or something like that? There's a lot of spiders. And we're, I just thought it was funny that they take this one spider from inside the house and put it into the barn. And that's the one that happens to mate with the big one. Yeah, and I, but I, I did like uh, the mating scene because oh. it, se- it seemed very tender. Like, I know, like, it was so touching like with like moonlight. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's another scene I did not remember. And I just, you know, watching it the day, I was like, oh, oh my. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I actually I let Adam watch that scene because he wanted to see just the spider scenes. And I, and I kind of felt like, well, this is, is this, he doesn't know what they're doing, right? <laughs> you wanted to see the spider scenes? Aren't yeah. they, so, like, all of them? Like, or what do you mean? What do you mean? He just wanted to see a spider in the movie. So you... I was watching it with headphones on. Oh, I see. And so he kept coming behind me. And I was like, you can't watch this scene. But and then I'd call him over when he could watch the scenes with the spiders. Do you like it? Oh, yeah. He loves spiders. So anyway, I, I think this whole um, sort of sequence is very, you know, Pet cemetery as yeah. far as the family dynamic. You know, new doctor in town, two kids, wife, but... Move into a small town. Yeah. They moved from Chicago. And I, I guess I was thinking, how many movies must open as a plot device where it's a family moving to a new town? Or into a new house. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a big thing. Or how many shows start that way? I can think of like 10 just off the top. You know, Buffy, for example. or Lost, like when they go to the new island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then so I thought it was interesting. So, like, I, again, we keep comparing it to Pet Cemetery. This was not planned, right? No, it just happened to be. And we well, just love Pet Cemetery so much. And it just, <laughs> and I think that this might, like we had joked about, this might just end up being a Pet Cemetery podcast where we just compare every movie there <laughs> is to Pet Cemetery. But so you know, we one of the things in Pet Cemetery that we loved Rachel. But she didn't really. They didn't really give her a lot. They didn't give her much of a background, or we didn't know too much about her. And I really felt like they did much well, better. You knew with, she had a sister that she. Well, that's true. That's true. But we didn't know what she'd been up to. What was her job? What was her interest? But anyway, but Molly, we get a sense that she had a really great job back in San Francisco. She was a stockbroker. Was but she was also like taking pictures. Is that just a hobby? Yeah. Well, yeah. At first, I thought she was a photographer. I didn't know if that was a joke. That so she was a stockbroker. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. I assumed that was her job because what does he do? He's a doctor. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he probably makes some money. And so one of the first photos that we see her take in the movie is, you know, she goes to the barn and gets all those spider webs. Mm-hmm. And that's how she sees, you know, the main, I guess, spider web. But she doesn't see the spider, right? She doesn't... No, she just sees the spider webs. I think there was a bunch oh, okay. of spider webs around. But there was like a fucking rat. Yeah, that, I guess that's what I was thinking. It that seems, was... Even if you don't see the main spider, it's still like kind Burn of... Burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> Just go ahead and burn that down. The house, too. Just like in The Walking Dead, like when they got those zombies in the barn. Yeah. Just burn it down and burn the spider down. And then so then we get to the town, and so we learn that um, Dr. Metcalf, who is just an asshole, yeah. The resident town doctor is not retiring now. That was what Jeff Daniels was relying on. That's why they moved there. And so the actor that played Dr. Metcalf is Henry Jones. He was in just some little movies. No big deal. Just Vertigo. Oh, really? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He was a regular on Bonanza and Gunsmoke, and he worked regularly up until he died. So that's pretty cool. He was good, though. Yeah, he was was great as that character. He just, you know... He's just an asshole. He was. And then we meet some um, colorful characters, the, the cop, and then we meet Margaret Hollins, who's the little old lady 
who's pretty the neighbor, hot the neighbor, for an old yeah. lady, isn't she? Yeah. She's got a little tiny waist. She does, yeah. yeah. And she um she has uh, no truck without doctors. She doesn't like him, so she she'll be uh Jeff Daniels one client, right. which is very nice. Yes. Um she thinks uh, you know, the other doctor is said in some old ways. Uh kind of a theme going on there, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And one of the main, most I guess one of the most important things she does is she has a town party right. for Jeff Daniels, which is super nice. And no one here has done that. I'm going to add. No one's done a party for me, even though I just moved to this new house like three months ago. That's true. And you even put out Halloween decorations. Right. They yeah. really owe you. Yeah. You put out a Christmas tree earlier. Yeah. But that's just kind of sitting there because I don't know what else. Because it... it was in the way in our right. podcast closet. Okay, and then so back to what you were saying. She discovers the spider webs in the barn. She takes pictures. And then she makes Ross go out there and look because then we learn that – and Ross is Jeff Daniels, Dr. Ross. And we learn that he, about his paralyzing fear. He tells about his – talks about his first memory. Yeah, he talks about it a lot. He's, this is the second time – What is your first memory? Do you know? Well, he, his was apparently in a crib. Yours. So, oh, mine? Well, okay. I, I, I believe it was – I have a memory of when I was two, I think, at – Church daycare. Um, I used to have super curly blonde hair, mm-hmm. and some kids were pulling it. Oh, I mean, no, it's a sad story. I cry and cry and cry, and uh, I told on them, and that's kind of my first memory. Oh. But I don't know if that can really be my first memory. Surely, uh, surely, if someone pointed out other memories, I may remember them. But I just don't have any other idea. How is someone else going to point out memories? To I don't know, but it just seems like a really lame memory. But... Oh, I know. I wish that I had something cool, too. I remember uh, when I was, I mean, I must have been very little. And I remember I was living in New Mexico where I was born and, like, falling down some brick stairs and, like, getting blood on me. Wow. Well, actually, that's a pretty good memory. Yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I must have been pretty little, like, maybe, like, two. Were you, like, skating or something? Or... <laughs> I was just, well, I was two. You know how two-year-olds are. I have memories of dreams more so than, like, one of my first dreams I remember. Wow. When I was around that age. I was three or four. I'm sure I've told you about this before. Um, but I, I, I had gone to church recently, and I'd been told about God. And um, so I had a dream that I looked up in the sky, and it was nighttime. And I, li- I used to live in these apartments in Birmingham near Vulcan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I looked up in the sky, and there's this giant. Which uh, used to scare you. Yeah, and I get, I'm sorry, people, and on the podcast, they don't know what Vulcan is, but it's a giant stone statue in Birmingham representing the god of thunder. Right. Right? God of... God of steel. God of steel, yeah. Because we're the steel city. Yes. Um, so anyway, my apartment was located near there uh, in the in the dream world. <laughs> and I looked up in the sky, and uh, there's a giant clown, like, floating across the sky. And I mean giant, like, as big as the sky itself. And it was God. What? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that intuitively. It's like someone in the dream told me, like, that's God. That's what God is. And I, I woke up, like, in a sweat. Wow. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, that could explain why I'm doing a horror movie yeah. <laughs> podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe when my mom has asked me before, like, why do you think you're into that stuff? What do you think happened to you? And I was just like, what do you mean? Nothing. And it's like, well, oh, maybe it's because my first memory was ha- having blood on me. Yeah. But isn't everyone's first memory of that when you're born as a baby yeah. come out with blood on you, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense either way that your first memory would be something traumatic right? In, in some fashion. I mean, I mean, I guess some people may remember like laughing or I don't know. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> not us. Yeah. Cheers. And then we see the, the sack, like the little gremlin sack 
Yeah, it's gross. Up there it's gross. Pulsing as as sacks do. And actually, I was wondering, like, has time, like, how long does it take spiders to have sex and then have babies? I wonder. Because it seems like it was like in no time at all. Yeah. And then, like, later in the movie, he mentions it's been a few weeks. Okay. Well, so maybe spiders can have babies in just a few weeks? Well, he, I don't know. I don't know. We okay. sh- maybe we should have researched not, that. Not important. Not okay. important. Okay. And so now we're going to get to the garden party where we meet some more characters. Uh, we see Manley's parents. And then we get to our first death. Right. So now uh, we get to um, the first spider scares. And the rest of the movie from here on out is pretty much all, you know, spider death scenes. So let's uh, let's start talking about them. And I thought what we do is we just go through all those scares in no particular order. Right? Well, I guess we'll kind of go through the plot order. Um, so we'll go through the scares yeah. in order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of what I said. Uh, without really getting into the plot mechanics of it, and we'll just rank, you know, how well or how effective each scare is on a on a scale of one to five. Arachnophobes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I picture them like in the room with us, these arachnophobe people. Anyway. Well, I'm just picturing like five little spiders. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Popping up on yes. the screen. Uh, okay, so the first one is we see the spiders uh, invading into Margaret's house. Right. And okay. later we see her at night. In her little robe with her cat. Yeah, and she's like, uh, she's kissing her husband. I guess yeah. that's who it is. They don't yeah. really show who it is. I guess it is. Could be anybody. Be worried for the spider. <laughs> it could be just like Charles Heston. <laughs> but, um, King Kong. <laughs> I don't know. But yes. And so uh, you thought that was, was pretty good. So tell them about how that happens. So in this scene, uh, the spider is in a lamp. And we know that because they just show the spider in the lamp. <laughs> and so yeah, she's... Yeah, like it's shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lamp is lit. You can see the spider's shadow. So she's kissing her husband or King Kong or <laughs> whoever goodbye. And she's reaching up in her hand into the lamp. And you're thinking the whole time, okay, well, the spider, you're going to see the hand go up. And then maybe you'll just know that she gets bit. But instead, the spider actually scares you because it jumps down from the lamp onto her hand. And hisses. Yes. And I jumped. So I thought this was a very um, good scare. So I would give this four arachnophobes. I think it was really good. They did give you quite a bit of hints. I mean, you see the shadow of the spider. Yeah. Well, you know, there's no gore. I know bites. Yeah. Maybe it's 3.5. It's too late. No. That's in the... (laughs) That's in the books? Okay. (laughs) I, I, I also... Th- oh, so we can do halves? Yeah. Okay. So I think three and a half. Okay, yeah. Three and a half arachnoph- All right. arachnophobes. <laughs> All right. And then they find her that. body the next day. Yes. Is she uh, to suck a tape? No. <laughs> Is she... Uh, she's not like vampired or whatever. No. Okay. Because I guess it's a, a small spider, right. I guess. I sound like someone who's never seen a horror movie. <laughs> Is she vampired? And Jeff Daniels goes and finds her, which is pretty sad. Yeah. Is that when, um, that's not when John Goodman comes around, is it? Yeah. It's kind of about the same time because they call him for termites. But that's for the, yeah, that's unrelated. It's for his termites to his, his wine cellar. Right. But so, but one thing that's very clear in this movie is that the spiders have their own theme music and John Goodman has his own theme (laughs) music, which is pretty cool. Like I would love to be in a movie or a TV show, period. But if I walked in and I had my own theme music, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but he he kind of has like this sort of wacky. Yeah, kind of, it is. You know, and is he is he supposed to be like a little slow? 
I don't think so. I I, I kind of every just time his I, personality. He kind of has a sort of Bill Murray from Caddyshack yeah. vibe. You yeah, know, just sort of aloof. Badwood, um, tear out Badwood, put in Goodwood. That's right. what he says. Uh, so he then, also has the best line in the movie, which is uh, you know when he meets Doctor Atherton at the end, and he says. Uh, always nice to meet a colleague. Is that what he says? <laughs> yes. I missed that. That's a good one. That's so funny. Hello? I'm Darlene McClintock, infestation manager of Bugs Be Gone. You all probably know my dad, Delbert McClintock, the legend who single-handedly defeated murderous arachnids and saved Kanaima. Now that scaredy-cat doctor moved back to the big city. But my family has been here since, protecting Kanaima. Now I know we haven't had a deadly spider outbreak since 2002. But you can never be too careful. So if you see a spider, even a web, that indicates arachnid presence, give us a call and let us take a gander. Help us keep Kanaima safe. Okay, so then the next death we get to. Is that the, um, the football helmet death? Yes. Okay, what do we think about this? It's pretty scary just because the idea of having something in something like that. So I had a bike helmet one time that I found a spider in, and I never used that bike helmet again. And I'm not scared of spiders necessarily, but I don't want them in my hair or in my on my head. So I used Brian's helmet from then on. I haven't used mine again. So... That is pretty scary. What well, anything could be in that helmet that you put on. Well, how many arachnophobes do you give it? But then again, I mean, it is uh, middle of the day. It's football, which is really fucking boring. Um, three. I'm gonna give it uh, two and a half arachnophobes. Okay. I like the scene. It's a good idea. It just doesn't really scare me. Probably for the same reasons you said. Just kind of, you know, yeah, it's in a helmet, but. You don't really see it attack them. And, it, it, you know, they've already kind of done the thing earlier where there was no sleeping bag. Um, so it's just not... I don't know, the sleeping just, bag? You know, or... or um, uh, oh, under the covers. Right, right. Okay. Right. All right. And then so the next death... What is the next death? It's Dr. Metcalf. So Dr. Metcalf is the old doctor. Oh, right, You see right, him in his, right. in his bedroom walking on the treadmill talking to his wife who's in bed. Right. This is the first time... When a death happens, when it seems very clear as to what happened, like he says, something bit me, and she sees a spider. Yeah, and it's not. I do like how they figured out pretty quickly. There's not a lot of mystery to it. And he says, "Damn, damn!" <laughs> I remember that as a kid, that being a big scene. But that's also scary because he puts his foot into his slipper, which is also very scary. I one time again had a pair of rain boots that I left out in the garage for way too long. And there was just way too many cobwebs, and I didn't know what was living in there, so I just threw them away. <laughs> so that is pretty scary, too, to put your foot down into a shoe and have something bite you. That's also a big fear I think I have because I lived in New Mexico, as I was saying, when I was a kid. I lived there till I was six, and there were scorpions there. 
And those were very terrifying. And my mom would always say, like, make sure you check your shoes before you put your shoes on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was that like a real thing? Like scorpions wearing shoes? Yes. They want little dark places. Jeez. Okay, well. So that for me, I'm going to give it four arachnobes. Arachnobes? Arachnophobes. Right. So I'm I'm also gonna go with two and a half on that one. What? Most, well, mostly because I just you know I'm glad he's dead. I don't, oh. <laughs> um, and also I just don't I, I don't really remember the scene, so I don't think it scared me that much. I mean I remember the scene, but I don't remember the mechanics of how the spider attacked him. And then so then the next scare we have is Ross's little girl goes to spend the night with Bunny. Oh yes, I like and so. But the, at this point, Ross has already figured out he he's pretty sure something is a spider because he gets in the car with them and he gives them that that speech about if you see a spider run right and they're all just like your dad's crazy right dr death right and then so but then they have the scene when they're in their bedroom and you see the spider coming down it's it's actually kind of silly now that I think about it. Because, like, they're actually, like, singing It's a Busy Spider and, like, saying these these spider rhymes and you see the spider actually coming down. Yeah. And it's coming down onto a doll whose eyes open. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's like the director decided, oh, yeah, we're making a horror movie. Right. Um, I do like that. I do think it was kind of funny, like, you know, go to bed, kids. The, the mom is so mad. And they're like, oh, we can't. We keep scaring ourselves, which, I mean, that seems like, you know, that's something kids, yeah. dumb kids do, you know. I did that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a it's a funny moment. It's uh, I don't think it's really a particularly scary scene, but it's it's a it's kind of scary. You know? Two, I gave it two arachnophobes. Two, okay, the, two, uh, two and a half. I'll be more I'll be more fair. You know what we didn't talk about that I wanted to touch on? Yes. Before the um the football player gets killed, you know the whole reason the doctor is there is because the coach is trying to give him some business. Mm-hmm. And so by giving him business, he's, he invites him over to give his his football players physicals. Right. This scene stuck with me for like years and years and me years. Me too. I think this is the first time I ever heard about a physical, which to me, all that meant was like when a coach would or a doctor would like touch your balls <laughs> and make you cough. Right. Which when you're nine years old or 10 years old, when you learn about that, it's obvi- it seems like the most asinine thing in the world. And you just assume that every time you're going to the doctor, that's going to happen. It's that's never happened, by the way. But uh, that's but, never happened to you. I was going to ask you that because I always it stuck with me because I mean, first of all, there's a lot of young men dropping their pants, and I didn't understand what they were doing. Yeah, I I, I think I remember asking some adult in the room like, "What is happening right now?" Um, well, yeah, I'm was not, it that same person that was at the the pharmacy? <laughs> you grabbed them and they were like, "What does this mean?" No, right. Um, <laughs> They're like, Jesus Christ, where is your family, kid? Well, yeah, well, so, you know, I'm not an athlete, um, but this is not a common thing, I don't think. And You've I, got a black belt. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that, that doesn't happen at the YMCA. Um, yeah, and I've, I've had physicals before. I've still not had that happen. It, but anyway, it's just funny. I had a totally different memory of that scene, too, from watching it a few days ago. Like In my memory of that scene, Jeff Daniels, he goes like the last kid, and kind of gives the kid like a smile because like the kid has reacted somehow. And I remember always thinking like, wow, that's like a really, uh, like a Jeff Daniels is kind of mean or not really knowing what was happening. Huh. That scene does not exist. No. <laughs> it does not happen. No. Um, but I've, I've had that memory for 25 years to the point where every, every, if I even heard the word physical, I think of that scene 
think about the kid reacting, think about the homophobia of it. Oh um, it doesn't even exist. It's just weird how the brain works. That is crazy. Yeah. And then it shows you a giant clown in the sky. Right, right. Your poor brain. Yeah. So anyway, I just, I just had to touch on that before he moved okay. on. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, and then so Ross gets Atherton on the phone, like just coincidentally, because he's the the person to call about spiders. Yeah, How like, do you clear. figure that out? Well, was it because he was on that trip with... No, we hadn't figured that out yet. Yeah, so how did he know that? It's just, it okay. was the 90s. They didn't have Google. I mean. No. And so he asked him to come on down... And, and he sends his assistant. Right. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, I Collins, like him. Yeah. He was cool. And they find, they they search Margaret's house, and they find, that's when um, the cop finds the dead spider in the cereal. Oh, that's at Margaret's house. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. that, that That's me. a good scare. That's yes. a good scare. Four and a half stars. I, I agree. Just, just, that's a little bit more visceral. Well, I thought it was what, what was one of the scariest, uh, really scary scene was when he was looking in each coffee cup. Yeah. Uh, and then, so then the next scare we have is back at the Beechwood house, and we see the young teenage daughter getting into the shower. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we can talk about this. Okay. This scene would not be filmed today, I no. don't think. Yeah. She is presumably underage. Yes. Uh, they're showing a lot. Yes. This is PG-13. <laughs> I remember this being a very big sexual awakening for me. Really? Yeah. With a spider going down in the middle of her yes. chest. And then... Her dad walking in, and right. then her brother walking in. Right. What is happening? I don't know. And the spider just kind of keeps going, and your imagination is running wild. Um, yeah, that's a very scary scene, but also like you know, just a lot going on right. there. <laughs> Seems very inappropriate. Yeah. yeah, caught my attention. I'll say that. But the fact of being in a, in a shower. Right. I mean, yeah. obviously, you think of Psycho. Yeah. It's the most famous, and clearly they're thinking about that. And the spider jumps on her fucking face. So that's pretty, and then falls all the way down her body. So some of that is very scary. Yeah, it's. it's I think it's a great scene. Don't get me wrong, but it, there's. So uh, what do you give it? Oh, that's easily a five star scene. Five stars. Five arachnophobes, and she doesn't even die. I say four and a half. Okay. There's also the guy in the toilet. Okay. Her dad. I'll yeah. bump it up to five because there's also this thing on the toilet. Like, what if you're just sitting in the toilet and you're right. very vulnerable there? Right. Right. Yeah. I don't like that because it was potty humor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come see my stand-up then. Right. But no, four stars. Four stars for the toilet, five stars for the, um, you know, whatever that was. Okay, and then they have like a meeting of the minds. It's a very big bro-fest, and they're all like figuring out what's going on, and they're talking about, I don't know, mating and girls. And... Well, so Julian Sands is there, right? Yes. Okay. So he comes. He. Yeah. They finally, they're like, something's really happening. And so he, they all have this big, and then to this, well, we're going to start at the mortuary. And they head over to... The happy, overweight couple's house. Right, because yes. he's the the, he's, the coroner. Yes. Right. Or, yeah. That's a good scene. I, that's the one I always remember too. The Will Fortune scene, as I yes. refer to it, because I don't want spiders in my popcorn. No. Ever. And are we? So they pop a big thing of popcorn. And they're going to watch Wheel of Fortune, and they're very happy, and they clap. They're when so it comes excited on. about it. Yeah. I guess they are kind of doing the whole. Aren't fat people silly? Well, they're just they can't stop eating. Yeah, or is it they're old and they're tired? They nothing. I mean, I don't know. What are they? What? I, well, being, and they, they too, also they go back to him. I'm being too generous. Yes, I do love that scene because it's very scary. The idea of eating it, and I guess we're supposed to assume he ate it because it crawls out of his nose when they find him. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. But um, I give that five arachnophobes. I just have to go ahead because I that. Scares me the fact that you find them both there to dead, dead with like the blue light of the TV on their faces, and then it comes out of his nose. Come on. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll give it four and a half. Uh, I'm just, I'm not quite, I, I just think the shower scene is the best. Okay. But, yeah. So at this time, I think, um, so Julian Sands, Dr. Yes. Atherton. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's still kind of investigating. He's still at the doctor's office. Right? Yes. Well, th- 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 this is one of your favorite scenes, right? Yeah. When yes. he sees the, the yeah. picture on so, the wall. I'm not sure we established that. I think we did, but, you know, so... Dr. Jennings' wife, uh, Molly, uh-huh. is a, she's a burgeoning photographer. Right. She's taken a, a just a mess of photos of the spider webs and the um, gotten them printed, yeah. framed, she's quite, and hung up. She's really proud of them. Yeah. Yes. And she's hung them in her daughter's office. Right. They're just spider webs. Right. I mean, it seems a bit amateur. I mean, come on. Um, but we, you know, like like something a first year photographer student would do. Like yes. look at the light. Yeah. Look at the use of colors. I mean. <laughs> They're looking for the web There's the whole time. There's truth, but no logic. They're, exactly. So they're looking for this web the whole time. And then you see uh, Dr. Atherton <laughs> walking down the hallway, and he stops, and he looks at... Uh, you don't really see what the photos are. And I guess quite... It's a little bit clever. We haven't seen the photos yet, either. We knew she took the photos. We see her hanging photos on the wall. Yeah, you're I right. know she was hanging the goddamn spiderweb photos. You did? I did not know oh, that. Oh, right. I didn't know she would be so brazen. Right. I thought maybe she was hanging like just watercolors or something. Right. Um, Her kids. But so they, uh, so he stops one and he's like, what is this? Where, who took this? <laughs> and uh, the assistant goes, oh, that's, you know, Molly Jennings. Oh, it's the, the cop he's with. The, the cop. cop yeah, yeah. The, the cop says, oh, that's, that's Molly Jennings' place. And he says, take me there. Right. <laughs> And just no nonsense. And I always thought it'd be funny if, like, the camera panned around and it was just like like a Dunkin' Donuts or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually the spider web. Right. Uh, and so the cop's like, oh, okay, yeah, yes, sir. And yes, sir, let's go. Julian Sands uh, just not effing around this point. So with his death, he goes into the barn and he flicks the... Which I every time I see a spider web, I do that. Do you really? Yes, because I want to see if it comes to me. Well, see, we have I these thought... cool, cool spiders. They're called... Um, I forget what they're called, but they're the back of them look like kind of like tiki masks. They're orb web spiders. Ooh, we have them. Like where? Like in my have... house. Oh, are you serious? Not in my house, but outside my house. Oh, okay. They are in my holly bushes, and they are so cool. They 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 do these elaborate webs. Oh my gosh, I'm just pretty much doing the plot of a writer movie. <laughs> <laughs> they do these beautiful elaborate webs, and they sit in the middle, and they are black and white. And they look like they're wearing like big tiki masks. That is kind of cool. I think I think I've at least heard of those. They're yeah. so cool. And every time I see a spider web, I do kind of pluck it a little bit to see if the spider comes, and it never does. Hmm. But so that's what. So there's a scene of him doing that earlier. Yeah, and I, I think he has the stupidest death because he's supposed to. And I mean that affectionately, but he's the expert, and he just you know walks in there alone and just starts poking things about. I know. And then you know it's. Maybe he wanted the spider to attack him. Is I that... know. I have to be taking one for the team, but it really didn't kill him. I thought maybe he would catch it somehow. He had it. He came in with his little jar. <laughs> Did you see him with his little jar? Yeah. Stupid as death, uh, you know, just on a character level. Seems like he should know better. And then also we're supposed to assume that this spider is so big that it wrapped him up and hoisted him up. Yeah. I love that. But I did think, how did... Would a gauge help him get it up yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what they remind me of. Yeah. Gauge in the attic. So uh, two arachnophobes. I will give it three Ragnophobes just because it's Julian Sands. Okay. But yeah, you're right. It's not really scary. It's more just sort of, you know, what the F. But. Oh, so then we get to, like, 
I guess a, a huge scare is when we get into the house, and I love that they're watching Family Ties. Yeah. And then the the spider you see it crawl on Michael J. Fox's face, and then and then they start to be invaded, and that's really scary. Yeah. So they're all um, they're all congregating, and they don't know why exactly. Why why are they all attacking all of a sudden? Oh, I think they said some gibberish about they needed to protect something or oh because the queen's moving to the wine cellar yes right and then also I, I, but then they made it clear that like their lifespan's not very long right. i don't know and they're so they're all they they don't have sex organs so they're more like drones they're just meant to go and kill they all go and get into the bathroom and then those spiders are like jack nicholson oh, yeah, their yeah, way yeah, into yeah. the yeah. bathroom which was pretty cool and, That's a great scene. Yeah. And then, then most of them get out, but then Jeff Daniels gets stuck. Yeah. Je- Jeff Daniels is Shelley Duvall with a knife yes. in the bathroom. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're at the, the big climax. You have Jeff Daniels, Molly and the kids are out, out of there. Yeah. And um, John Goodman's around somewhere. Well, he went and mixed up some crazy extra poisonous poison. Oh, right. <laughs> and he's out there. He's having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, the big big climax. Jeff Daniels ends up falling over the stairwell through the floor into his own wine cellar. Right, because of the woods rotten. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. And then there's no spiders down there because it's just the queen. Yes. Um, and then you have a pretty pretty long sustained fight, which I just read on the trivia it took like something like two weeks to film. Really? You know, it's just Jeff Daniels and the puppet or the real spider. spider. I'm not really sure. All the other actors were done, and it just—it was apparently like a brutal ordeal for all involved. But I thought it, you know, turned out pretty well. It's a scary, you know. Yeah, it's really good, yeah. and it's kind of it works on a, like an action kind of set piece level. And there's and it's there's funny. jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot but of jokes. so he he he's going to put wine on it. Is wine flammable? I thought that same thing. I don't know. If... Should we try it? Should we should we light up the Chateau Saint Michel? <laughs> I guess if you poured wine on something, it would help. And you know, would it? I don't know. It doesn't oh, that's, matter. That's a great question. But yeah, there's some funny. That's and it was still. And people use Molotov cocktails. Like I said, this, I thought that's like something right. more potent. I thought it was like liquor or something. Yeah, anyway. But I've seen this movie so many times, and it was still very suspenseful. Yeah, it's like, just a he's fun. Looking for the spider. He's looking around with yeah. the. This is where you're the, in straight up Jaws territory. Even as far as like the camera angles mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's it's very. It's it's you know working on kind of that level I think. And so then it comes down to the reenactment of his first memory. Yeah, which yeah. could be his last memory, Chris. Ooh, yeah. I didn't think about that. You have to but cut out all like, these times to say, oh, "I didn't think about that." By the way. <laughs> and just like any good villain, the spider doesn't kill him quick, does he? No, he's got to get that revenge. Yeah, he's got to look him right in his eyes. <laughs> but that's always what gets him, isn't it? And he shoots that spider. Uh, he knocks him off, and then the spider comes out flaming. Yeah. He's a flaming spider, and then he shoots that spider with his trusty nail gun right into his babies. Yeah, which I thought was a little... A little too over the top? No, no. I thought it was kind of sad. You know, the babies start, you know, you kind of hear Scream? them squealing. I know. Yeah. But they are murderous. Yeah. Well, I mean, mainly. <laughs> and then um, then a very literal song plays. I don't know if you remember, but... I left my heart in San Francisco, and oh, they're no, going back into the harbor yeah. of San Francisco, and they're back in a small. They've moved out, and they're back in a small apartment. Which I mean, like the chances of like a Venezuelan spider hitching a ride and getting stuck. Yeah, and I don't think why there, move. I don't think there was any lessons to be learned from that experience. I mean, like, yeah, that's not going to happen again. Right. The solution does isn't moving to San Francisco. The solution is, oh, I killed them all. We're fine now. Right. Um, this. 
probably won't happen again. Maybe stay there in the city and take care of it. I mean, the little town and take care of it. Yeah. Um, but they move back, and he's drinking his Chateau Margot, which he saved. You can say like the, like it's it's uh, burned. Like yeah. It's the one that he. And then, um, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty funny. It ends with an earthquake. Yeah, it, it's funny. It, it's it's you know. And then, but then the bottle. I mean, it's like no matter where you live, it's not safe. I don't, that was kind of scary though, if you think about it that way. And the bottle knocks over, and they don't even get to drink it, which is pretty sad. Yeah, I I, I originally did not like that scene. I thought I thought it was a little bit on the nose. But, it is. But but uh, it kind of goes with the with the whole feel of the movie to me. Yeah. It's, it's kind of silly. It's fine. It's oh, silly. but okay. One thing it I just forgot. doesn't make much sense. Like you know, like you said, like they're not going to be safer in San Francisco from spiders, right? Because the spiders are dead now. Anyway, they killed them all. It's just not going to happen again, right? Okay. One thing I forgot: when Atherton goes into the barn, did you notice that there's like not only like my, mice and rats, but there's someone's house cat with like a yeah, collar on I it? I did. See. I'm very attuned to cat deaths in horror movies now. So yeah. I that was tough. I think it, it may be the cat that, uh, the neighbor's cat. Remember, there's a cat that goes outside. Oh, you're you're right. And then at the end, a very another literal song plays. Jimmy Buffett's Don't Bug Me. <laughs> it was really silly. And so I had a question for you. Okay. What if we were living in a post-arachnophobia time? Like, what if those spiders had made it out because Atherton says, well, they're going to kill this town and then move on to the next town and the next town and the next town. And what if we started a TV show that was like The Walking Dead, but the spiders did survive and they are still everywhere and we have to survive them? Okay. You want to do it? Do I want to live in that world? No, we want do a TV show about it. Oh, um, Yeah. Like, can we, like, do we, do you want to, like, produce it? Like, what are you asking me to do exactly? <laughs> because I can tell you, I don't want to be in it. I don't want to, I don't want to be in that world. It sounds terrible. Um, but and, I would. And can you imagine, like, you're in The Walking Dead, you're trying to avoid big like, humans, which is also very hard, apparently, because they keep getting eaten. I haven't seen it in a few seasons, but, but can you imagine living in a world where your enemy is a small spider? Isn't that scary? Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do it. Okay. So, any last thoughts? Um, good movie. I think it holds up really well. Don't, I mean, don't you think? I thought it did. I thought yeah. I was going to be embarrassed watching it again. No. But I thought it was great. And yeah. I, and a I was like. It's a fun movie. It's you know, not a lot of, you know, heavy lifting, you know, fun to talk about. And I asked Brian if he wanted to watch it. And he said no. Oh. And I thought this would be a good one to get it. And I started watching it. And I was like, you know what? I think you would actually like this. Why don't you watch it? And he wants to just play his video game, but... Well, that's okay. And it had, you know, a happy ending, so... Yeah, there was no kids that were killed. The family got to stay together. There was no family destroying itself this time, yeah. so that's good. But I think it's one that I will definitely keep watching and show my kids someday. Five out of five arachnophobes. Five out of five. Okay, now it's time, once again, for the true crime portion of the podcast. Now, arachnophobia has no crimes in it, Kristen, so how could there be a true crime about arachnophobia? Well... The spiders aren't guilty of anything. They seem pretty vengeful, though. But that's not a crime. But no, it's not the animal doing the crime, but it is an animal used for the crime. Fair enough. Okay, we'll try it. Okay. Okay, so this is the story of Robert James. 
So this is L.A., 1935. Robert is a 38-year-old guy. He's been married four times and is on his fifth marriage to a strawberry blonde 25-year-old manicurist named Mary. Does that sound nice? That does sound nice. Living in L.A., 1935, the strawberry blonde wife. She probably worked for the movie stars. Exactly. Well, Robert was actually a barber, and he owned a barber shop in downtown L.A. and hired Mary as a manicurist to work there until he married her. So she was now a stay-at-home wife. So then one night in 1935, Robert drove his two friends over to his house to have dinner with him and his wife. When they get there, they expect Mary to greet them, but the house was dark. They search the backyard and find her face down in the fish pond in the backyard. Wow. Drowned. Her lungs were filled with water, and the coroner ruled it an accidental drowning. But there was a weird, strangely colored puncture mark on her big toe. A what mark? A puncture mark. Yes. And then Jeff Daniels came in and said, (laughs) wait a minute. This doesn't seem right. All right, let's, let's go back a little bit. We'll learn some more about Robert. Robert was born Major Raymond Liesenbach in Alabama. Really? Yeah. Where in Alabama? I was hoping to find that. I couldn't see it. Yeah. Uh, early on, he started running insurance scams after his mother died, and he figured out how this worked. His first, second, and fourth wife divorced him, but his third wife died. She was in a car crash in 1932 with Robert that she survived, but later strangely slipped in the bathtub and drowned. That was his first wife? That was his third wife. Oh. It was labeled an accident, and Roger collected an insurance policy on her. His nephew also died in a car accident, and he collected a policy on him. He collected a policy on his nephew? That yes. Is, what kind of life insurance bullshit? I mean, this doesn't even sound right. He talked his sister... Oh, well, okay. Into filling out a life insurance policy for him and for her, though. So so far, this sounds all above board. You think? Yeah. Okay. Good old Robert. So then when Mary died, his newest wife, who the, she'd only been married to three months, he also had taken out a $10,000 policy on her. As you do. Right. And when she died, he tried to collect on the policy, but the insurance refused, so Robert sued them. And this is what started raising some red flags. So the police started investigating, and that led them to a friend of Roger's named Charles Hope, who was a customer of Robert and the night manager of a local cafe. So they start interrogating him, and and he cracks and tells them everything. Was the friend uh, an accomplice? Are you about about to tell me? Yeah. Okay. So he says... This is what Charles says. He says that Robert gave him $100 to go buy rattlesnakes to kill his wife. Now I got your attention, don't I? Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. So, But first, Charles suggests Black Widow spiders. And they actually buy some Black Widow spiders and put them out in her garden. I wonder how you buy, um, I guess, on the black market. I don't know, yes. (laughs) And she actually does get bit. And, but she complains about a swollen leg, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah, they're not always fatal. Right. I think they even say that in arachnophobia. And Mr. Expert over here. Well, they say, like, the only thing I've ever heard of is a black widow bite, and that was a one-year-old yeah. kid. 
Yeah, or a brown recluse, I think, yeah. But I don't think people always die from them. Right. So, they buy some rattlesnakes from the reptile garden on the Santa Monica Pier. Burn that place down. But these snakes wouldn't bite. They were, like, very docile. So he went to a reptiles wrangler named Snake Joe Hootenbrink, who I'm pretty sure has just... I mean, that's got to be an SNL character, right? <laughs> There's no way that's a real person. That's Tom Hanks plays him, I think. And he sold them two desert diamondback rattlers named Lethal and Lightning. So this starts to get pretty dark. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know. So what they think happened was that Mary was pregnant. Robert convinced her to get an abortion and told her he had a doctor coming over to the house to perform it. He told her she would have to have her eyes covered because the doctor wouldn't want to be seen because I guess he would get in trouble back in 1935. He told her, um, so then he plied her with whiskey and bromides. What are those? They sound bad. Uh, I think there's some sort of poison, but I don't really, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. And he tied her to the table. So she thinks she's getting an abortion at this point. Yes. Okay. Which is still pretty terrifying. Yeah. But then he ties her to the table and covers her eyes and mouth with duct tape. Then, so then Charles comes over and he finds, this is what he finds. And he's like, okay, I got your snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really sure. Um, I thought you were going to say like a snake showed up and he's dressed as a doctor. And <laughs> it's like, I'm here. Um, and so they, they actually like take her foot and stick it in the snake with the box until they bite her seems like an awful circuitous way to kill her I mean, doesn't it yeah. i mean i guess they live in california so i guess there's rattlesnakes that live sure but but still so Rob, then robert tells charles to take the snakes back to joe you know snake joe remember him right yeah. and um, when they come back like mary is still just in pain and agony and so it's taking too long and so according to charles Robert drowned her in the bathtub to hurry things up. After all that. Yes. And then, so, but then Charles helped her carry him her out to the fish pond. So they had Charles' confession, but they didn't have any evidence against Robert. So the police bugged Robert's house and discovered that he was having an incestuous affair with his 21-year-old niece. <laughs> Seems like a little much. <laughs> so they arrest him on the charge of incest. Can you still do that? Can you get arrested for incest? I, I, certainly in Alabama you can, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, yes. Well, it, you know, I don't think it's something people always enforce, but it's a law in Alabama. I don't know. We don't I, would, get... I would wager in most states it's still uh, criminalized. Yeah. We don't want to get into incest. No. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> so then they questioned him. So they were able to bring him in and they cracked. And so he started saying that the murder was Charles's idea. So is it suggested, well... Does him having killed a nephew have anything to do with sleeping with his niece? Oh, it doesn't say if they're related or if they're... Maybe if the niece... From... Well, no, that wouldn't make sense. Well, okay, so did him killing his wife have anything to do with the niece? Like maybe the niece Maybe he was... wanted her out of the way. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's the suggestion? Okay. Yes. Uh, but then, so they started investigating too, and they went to Robert's house, and he had what they called marriage bureaus sending things to potential women looking for prospects to marry next and he had a list of 200 potential matrimonial prospects so in you know in true crime 
women who do this are called black widows. Mm-hmm. But is there a term for men or is it just guys sometimes do that? Yeah, it seems like it happens a lot. So, yeah. Uh. So Roger and Charles are both arrested. They're handcuffed together and charged with first degree murder. Uh, Charles had a short trial and pleaded guilty in return for life in prison and not getting the death penalty. But Roger's trial was a bit more dramatic. All right. Hang on to your butts. All right? Hanging on. They had all this damning evidence. They even found a black widow nest at Roger's house. And then with everything else, plus the uh, Charles's testimony. But what they did is Snake Joe came back and brought lethal and lightning as and they testified? evidence. Oh. They put them like in a Snitches. glass aquarium and wheeled them into the courtroom. Then they did a reenactment of the murder with a fake foot and had the snake bite it so the, the jury could see. And they could actually see the venom. So it was very dramatic, you know. Then it was really weird. For some reason, the prosecution had the two men reenact the murder together. So Robert laid on the attorney's table, pretending to be the wife, and Charles jammed his foot in a box, and they started, like, fighting and bickering. This, it seems... this sounds amazing. I know. <laughs> then, Chris, you will not believe this, one of the snakes gets out Are you in the courtroom. <laughs> so this is a quote. Imagine the judge is older in the court, <laughs> gaveling it for it. The snake's just hissing. <laughs> right. Uh, this yeah. is a quote from, I guess, somebody who, who was there, and they said, Lethal, one of the rattlesnakes, escaped in the courtroom during the noon recess after James had spent most of the morning on the witness stand in his own defense. Like a streak of brown quicksilver, the reptile slid under a bookcase, his vicious rattling through the courtroom into hysteria. <laughs> I can imagine so. And then so Snake Joe had to go out there and catch it. But so Robert was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to death by hanging. He tried appealing, but he was the last person in the state of California to be executed. By hanging or or executed? Executed on May 4th, 1942. Very progressive state. But someone had to examine her, just like Jeff Daniels, find the bite mark. No, yeah, it's... It's, it's in- fascinating. And this, a snake got out in court. Yeah, I don't think you... I mean, I'm surprised it's not a movie. That's an insane, insane story. And how, so, did you, how did you find out about that? Oh, I just Googled a lot. <laughs> I Googled snake, snake murders. Snake I Googled court. <laughs> spider mur- murders. And I just kept looking. I was trying to think of like phobia type things, but yeah. then luckily I found this and I thought it was just so cool. Yeah. Well, you threw me a curveball. I was, I was sure it would be a spider related murder. It's close. They tried. It's, it's close. It's close. Yeah. All attempt right. Attempt in spider murder. Yes. I think that about does it. Okay. So that ends uh, our discussion of rachnophobia and uh, the horrible snake murder. That I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. I know you hate snakes. It's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's good to know that that happened because it, it will never happen again, so I don't have to worry about that. Right. Did I tell you about how we found a baby snake in my house? Like, when? Not too long ago. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. I want to no, know. Then I don't want to know about it if it's recent. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Let's go ahead and tell everybody where they can find us. 
So yeah, well, you'll have to do that. <laughs> I can never remember. <laughs> so, on Twitter, sometimes dead better podcast. Oh, jeez. Yeah. On Twitter, sometimes dead four. On Instagram, sometimes dead podcast. You can email us at sometimes dead podcast at gmail dot com. And we also have a Facebook page. Which do people really use Facebook that much? I don't know, for, but like, I've noticed he always pointed out last as if it's like a. You know, like a, we have this bullshit, too. <laughs> so I feel like you answer your own question. Well, however you feel most comfortable talking to us and telling us about your favorite movies, your favorite scary scenes, anything that used to scare you as a kid, movies you want us to do. Yeah, and if you have any uh, cool theories, please let me know, because I like the theories. Yes. All right, thank you, and bye. All right, good night. Are we going to do a testing thing? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Testing. Testing. That looks like a good one.